0: About the stars, I'm going to talk about the others. I'll tell you who those others are in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. what's good good people this is your man tony wiggins here host of locked on jaguars i've been covering this team 13 14 years officially but unofficially i've been covering them since the inception of this franchise and i'm just happy to be here with you today and welcome you to locked on jaguars where it is your team every day because we're here monday through friday and we're flee we're free we're not flee we're free on all platforms and you can find us anywhere even on youtube make sure you hit like and subscribe we'd like to thank you for making us your first listen every day as always here in jaguar land if you will first coast duval we got so many names it doesn't even matter but what does matter this team has to improve and the fans want it everybody wants it we want it for a number of reasons one we want people to shut up about our franchise but the other thing is it's just time it's time for the tide to switch and for things to go good For this franchise and hopefully Doug Peterson and his crew have it right. And I think uh, for the first time in a long time, there's true optimism instead of hope because we actually see someone who's done it before in charge in Doug Peterson. I was watching the NBA telecast, though, and I realized something. Shaq, who won championships, Kenny Smith, who won championships, and even Barkley brings it up, even though he didn't win, but he's just smart and, and funny like that. They talk about the others. You know, it's easy to bring up the Lakers and talk about Shaq and Kobe. And, of course, that's absolutely important. But the others, guys that had to step up and contribute whenever things may not have been going well or just to be the extra person or extra people that are needed for a team to make a championship run. Now, we can talk about being competitive. We can talk about winning a Super Bowl. But there's a whole lot of gap in between winning a Super Bowl and just being bad where the Jaguars have been. So there's a lot of things that has to happen for them to actually get to the point where we're even having this discussion. But we're going to do it anyway because that's what we do here on Locked on Jaguars. What do I mean in football terms about who the others can be? When your quarterback isn't hot, can you depend on the running game? In order to depend on the running game, you may have to be dependent on another star at a skill position at running back. But he's dependent on guys who block for him. That's not working. Sometimes you need something to happen on special teams. I'm talking about ultimately being able to win to go from one level to the next. Now, something has to, this has to happen whether you're going from bad to respectable, from respectable to good, from well, no, even before that, respectable to really solid, from really solid to good, from good to outstanding, and then from outstanding to win in the ultimate prize. I think any team that makes it to the final 4, maybe even the final 8 in the NFL, into the divisional round of the playoffs, any team that makes it that far is doing they're doing a lot of good things and they and they have a lot of good players and they have a lot of extra stuff. But in order for you to make that next jump, and it may not happen in the Super Bowl because if you look back periodically the guys like Aaron Donald Jamar chase in this last Super Bowl, the main guys made the plays. I'm not talking about those people. Uh, and I'm not talking necessarily about those moment because that's the ultimate moment. And I think that's when you do need the superstar. And I think that's when you do need the great player. What I'm talking about is in order to get that to that point, how many times in the playoffs did you see guys make plays, whether it was LaMichael P Ryan, uh, other other players, defensive players for the Rams, make plays that enabled the Rams to get to the point where they were able to win a Super Bowl, or the Bengals to get to the point where they were uh, actually knocking on the door to win a Super Bowl. Um, here, here's the thing: you need those people over the years and through the years we've seen uh miracles field goals tip balls how about plays that weren't made how about green bay back in the day when all the guy had to do was catch a a fair catch on a on an onside kick and green bay goes to the super bowl and we're not having these talks about aaron Rodgers. so for the jaguars what they've done is they've had the others forever what they did not have outside of one year in 2017 The Jaguars didn't have the stars, especially at the critical position of quarterback, alpha receiver. Um, They had the corners. The reason they were there is because they had the guys on defense who could make a play. But in order to be super, super successful, you need someone to be able to someone you don't normally expect to make a play. They have to step up and they have to make them right. They have to step up and they have to be the guy that makes the play. I believe in the second half of the Super Bowl, I forgot who it was for Cincinnati, a cornerback. He made an interception. Bengals came out and scored early, and then there was a tip ball that got picked. That's a play that has to be made by someone who's not a star in order for you to win the game. That's the only way you're going to be able to do this. Also, the Bengals had a field goal kicker that was kicking the thing from from Cleveland last year, basically. He was making them from anywhere, a rookie out of Florida. So that actually helped them a tremendous amount. Who are the Jaguars others? Who are the Jaguars others if we're going to assume that Trevor Lawrence is going to be what people expect? If Christian Kirk is going to play at least somewhat like a number one, if Travis Etienne and James Robinson or some combination of the two uh, are the guys making plays at running back, if both edge rushers, are having pretty good years and are not liabilities, of course, and 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 actually being guys that make plays. If Foy Aluakan, who was signed, is, is as good as advertised, if Tyson Campbell considers his uh, I mean, uh, if he continues his ascension uh on an upward way, if I know I, I'm gonna stop here in a minute because I know what y'all are thinking. You say, Wig, if that all of that happens, then guess what? They're gonna be a contender. I would agree with you. But even in that scenario, for them to win a ton of games, there has to be other people that make a ton of plays. I'm going to surprise you and tell you who I think those other people are. And I'm going to do all of that here on this episode of Locked on Jaguars in just a second. I do have to tell you about rockauto.com first, though. We're talking about the Jaguars trying to get from one place to another. It's important for you to be able to safely get from one place to another in your car. And the only way you can do that is by having reliable parts. And what about reliable parts that don't cost as much as chain store reliable parts? You got it. I got it for you. And it's at rockauto.com, a business that has been going at it for over two decades, over 20 years of family owned business right here. And guess what? They get the job done. You save money. You save time. All of those things at rockauto.com. Now, what I need you to do is go to rockauto.com on the website. And as soon as you pull it up, there's going to be a box that goes, how did you hear about us? And I want you to put Locked On in that box so that they know we sent you. Because they have an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices and they have all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we're going to continue on here. On locked on Jaguars, here on well, don't worry about what day it is. We're going to continue here with locked on Jaguars. You guys know what time it is. I want to thank you guys for making locked on Jaguars your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. We're talking about the others. I'm not going to hold you two uh, sitting there guessing and trying to speculate. I'm going to tell you exactly who I'm talking about. The others in this scenario are guys that if they make a play, great, but it you know they're not being paid a lot or they're not expected to make a whole bunch of huge plays. The first guy I'm going to mention is very, very important because this guy actually was brought here to make special teams plays. He made those plays. And then it turns out they started calling him the – what did they call him? They, 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 Urban made up a name for him. He, they, he called him a separator because he was the only guy that looked like he had a gear on the field for the Jaguars that the other team didn't have. And that's Jamal Agnew, who's coming off of a season-ending injury after looking like he was going to be a candidate for special teams player of the year because he had a a kick return that really isn't a kick return because it was an attempt to field goal. that he ran back for 109 yards and he had a, a punt return that he ran. But then on offense, the guy was just all over the place. He was in the slot. He was going deep. He was doing a lot of things. I expect him to come back off of injury now, and instead of being someone who you think is a key part or someone who has to play well in order for this team to win, I think now he moves down the totem pole a little bit. So now those plays that he makes are like bonus plays. Those plays that he's able to make uh, the two or three times maybe he touches it uh, from the regular line of scrimmage along with – the special teams plays that they truly now with Trevor, with other, other weapons on offense, what they, and and with uh, Travis Etienne coming back off of injury, they truly now have other options. They can actually get the ball to. And now Jamal Agnew actually is what he should have been. And that is just an extra piece of cake on your plate. You get to eat dessert first. Somebody, somebody substituted a piece of cake for cornbread, right? Now, now, old people, y'all want the cornbread, I understand. But uh, we're talking to, you know, the the younger Jaguar crowd here. They they may want that piece of cake, right? Or just if you're an older person, just somebody gave you a real good extra piece of cornbread. That's what he's going to be like. That's what Jamal uh, Agnew should have been when he got here. uh, But he was thrust into a bigger role. Didn't play a part in his injury because he actually, I believe he got hurt on, on special teams play. But the bottom line is, is now you get the benefit of having the extra guy who can make a play that the other team doesn't game plan for very much. It's because you have other guys that are assigned to your team and are slotted to be those playmaking guys. So I look for Jamal Agnew, his role to be condensed down to the things that he does well, and then a few surprises here or there where Doug Peterson can insert him as a bit of a change of pace, sort of the way Corey Grant was in 2017, but with a little more versatility and a little bit more wiggle and shake in the open field um andre cisco can be the other what if andre cisco takes this huge step and becomes the guy that a lot of draft people thought he was going to be when he first entered into the nfl like that dude that is um it looks like he he has a chance to be one of those pro bowl or all pro type players at the safety position the others andre cisco can actually step up and if he could play in the middle of that field, or even a little single high, sort of the way Jesse Bates plays a little bit in Cincinnati, and allow things that you never have to worry about things getting beyond him. You never have to worry about things getting behind him. I know you don't have to worry about him tackling people because he can slap somebody in the open field. So when you look at those two guys in particular, one guy who was coming off of an injury, another guy who will be coming off an injury this year, they have that little pop on tape that you think that all good teams need. And the Jaguars have two of those guys right now on the roster in both Andre Cisco at safety as well as Jamal Agnew, who's coming back off of an injury as your special teams ace and then a little bit of a third down weapon. Can you imagine some scenarios where they put him and Travis Etienne on the field at the same time? I can. Could you imagine a scenario where they want to run Christian Kirk outside and they decide, OK, we're going to use Jamal Agnew as the slot receiver? i can i definitely can imagine that i'm gonna name another guy here before i start naming the bigger guys and what i mean by bigger i mean just in stature not and not in importance some bigger guys for the jaguars in segment three but my last guy is a guy that i had kind of written off here only because of some things that i'd heard lavisca chanel what if lavisca returns to his rookie form And now that rookie form has to have a little bit of an asterisk by it because guys that really, really perform really, really well on a team that win one game, I kind of always keep that like, yeah, but can you do it for a team that wins? And it's not his fault that they didn't uh, win more games, but the thing is, is somebody has to do something when when you lose it's like getting a guy that averages 25 points a game on a team that's like the worst team in the league it's like okay so let's put him on a contender he's probably the third or fourth option on an nba team well LaViska was thought to be a guy headed to the number one role and then sort of played his way into now being a guy that people hope can be the third or fourth guy on the team but he does have a skill set that other people don't have instead of focusing on what he doesn't have i'll just focus on what he has he's a big powerful man he's probably hard harder to tackle in open field than a lot of dbs want to admit so he's sort of this hybrid player he's not debo samuel and uh with no disrespect to him i really really got tired of people comparing him and saying that he can do with debo samuel there's very few people in the nfl could do, that can do as well what Debo Samuels does as what Debo Samuels does and just because he has a few characteristics similar to that does not mean that he can do what Debo Samuels does a lot of people look at that as the reverse they look at it just because Debo does a lot that he does too much and he doesn't do one thing great so some people don't think you should pay a guy like that I think it's a dude who who's really really good at a whole bunch of things and the team used him because what they i think what the 49ers wanted to do and this is the part that's missed and and this is what i haven't necessarily seen in lavisca and i don't know if he has it or not what the 49ers wanted to do was win behind the bullying the bully mentality of debo samuels it's a bully mentality it's like you can't stop me no matter what you do i don't care where i line up and I don't know if LaVisca has that in him, and and, and that's not a knock on him because a lot of people don't have it. But what he does have, he has an uncanny ability to make yards after the catch, the catch being the significant part of this because the first thing that has to come is the catch. You actually have to make the catch before you do anything else. But with that being said, why not? I'm not giving up on the fact that Doug Peterson can probably – find something in LaVisca. Shna. Now all of these guys I'm I'm not talking about any of them being superstars, but if you go back throughout history, the team I rooted for when I was a kid it was the Washington football team. There were always guys who weren't the superstar guys. If i name mention the name Monty Coleman, outside of the Beltway, unless you're a real football historian, you won't understand how important Ronnie Coleman uh, uh, you want you want to understand how important Monty Coleman was to the success of those teams. If I mention the name Brian Mitchell outside of the beltway folks won't really realize how important a guy like brian mitchell was to that team i think brian mitchell still might have more scrimmage more yards from scrimmage than just about anybody or he's pretty pretty close in the top 10 between special teams being a third down guy and so on and so forth running and catching so i think it's real real important we all remember role players from a, a team that won at all we all remember role players from a team. We all remember Sony michelle running for tough yards in the playoffs when the Rams needed to run some clock. We remember all of those things. We remember every little play that guys make and Darius Williams, Darius Williams made plays and now he's a Jaguar. He made plays with the Rams. We all remember Garrett Blunt in the Super Bowl when the Eagles played and then and then Clement the running back. We we remember JJ getting chunks and chunks of yards. Anytime a team wins, you remember every person, every single person that actually makes a contribution to that team. So those others are going to be extremely important. Some of them don't—they're uh, not off the ball guys or skill position guys. Some of them are guys in the trenches. We're going to mention about three of those players also in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. After tell you about Built Bar, Bilt Bar. I love brownies, but do you know what I love more? Brownie batter stuff in the bowl that's right sometimes i eat half the batter just while i'm making brownies or having brownies made by someone in my family imagine you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in at the same time you, you think i'm joking right you're in luck because Bill has a new creation and this one is better than ever it's called the brownie batter puff y'all heard me it's a protein infused marshmallow type deal soft brownie and it's a puff and it has proteins and they're available right now at built.com you got to try the built puffs i don't know what you're waiting for but the chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar that's right delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate what about 140 calories 17 grams of protein 7 grams of sugar brownie puffs are the perfect pick me up for any time during any day. What does Jenny Jack say? Anytime, any place. I want to built bar puff around. That's right. Covered with 100% chocolate and you can get them at built.com. Use the promo code lock 15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. The promo code once again is locked 15 one word and two numbers at the end. Don't spell 15 out. It's one five. You get them at built.com and check them out at bar underscore built on Twitter for all the latest and greatest news from built bar. I said the greatest, and that's who you are, the greatest fans in the world for tuning in to Locked on Jaguars on a daily basis, and we thank you for making us your first listen, as always. I'm talking about the others, guys that can make a contribution to lift, lift, lift this franchise from being a doormat to elevate. We're trying to build this house, right? So if we're trying to build this house, We have to build it so that we finally see some elevation. We cannot keep or continue to work on primarily just the foundation. And We're back at that foundation right now, but there's nothing wrong with taking inventory while you're at that foundation to find out exactly who's going to be the guys helping do the heavy lifting for the Jaguars. In the trenches, pardon me for that little bit of interruption, but in the trenches, who's going to be the guys that are helping lift the Jaguars from Purgatory and back onto Main Street? In those trenches, I'm going to say Devon Hamilton can be an other. With all the focus on the edge rushers, with all the focus on on Travon Walker, rightfully so, Because now those guys are held to a different standard. They have to be great. Those guys, Trevor, all of those guys that were picked early, all those guys making the big money, they have to be great. I mentioned them yesterday. I mentioned the captains. I mentioned the leaders. But now we're mentioning the other people. The other people have to consist of guys like Devon Hamilton. He's in now his third year. He's big. He's 6'4", 325 pounds. I don't know exactly where they're going to line him up. I don't think they're going to line him up over the nose, but he could line up as a defensive lineman or just a defensive tackle. In a three-down lineman front, and then he could two gap in a four-down lineman front, but he is big, strong, and full of potential. And it is really going to be something to see if he can make a step to go up to that next level and be a consistent force on the inside of that line on both running and passing downs. Um, I would love to them to get to the point where when they go to their smaller or sub-packages or their lightning packages that Devon to be the guy that they don't take out of the game, that they stick him right in the middle because he can be a big guy who can actually move two people, take up two people while they do all of their action and all of their twists, and just be a guy that ends up falling himself into seven sacks this year because of so much pressure and him being a mainstay in the middle and creating a situation where the, runner, the quarterback can't run, the draw plays get stuck. That's the type of thing. That he's going to be able to do. And I hope that he can do it and get the job done at a big time level. Another player in the trenches, y'all making me mention trench players this time because it has to happen. Ben Barch, if he takes a step forward, will be one of those guys that you'll look back at the previous regimes and go, hmm, at least they got that right. Appreciate it. There are a lot of guys that got picked uh before uh the old regime that are still here on this team that have to make big plays i believe barch and devon hamilton were in the same draft being that they haven't gotten much out of Kayla Von chase and they won't get anything out of cj henderson i don't doubt it i don't think anybody's gonna get anything because he's gone i do believe that there's a chance for ben barch and uh D- devon hamilton to both salvage what that draft did or did not get for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And here's how it can be important. Then you can truly have a situation at left guard where you know who your right guard is, the right tackle, you're letting those two guys battle it out. Whoever loses the right tackle uh, jockeying position between uh, Jawan Taylor and Walker Little can actually serve as your swing offensive lineman. Ben Bartsch could nail down the left guard position. That would allow Luke Fortner to focus solely on the center position and be in competition with Tyler Shatley. And and now you you have a legitimate seven or eight guys who can actually play. And that means you're never going to be in a situation where um, you're unsure, where teams are going to pin their ears back if someone's out of the game. You're going to be absolutely sure about, who Ben barch is and what Ben Bartsch is. And then he's still on a rookie deal. So you get him for another year and you can resign him early. If you like, you'd love to have that type of stability where you look along your offensive line and you know, you have guys on the contract for the next three years at a very minimum. So they can grow together. They can be that unit that we always talk about with all of those C's in it. Cohesion, consistency, chemistry, all of that stuff. It could all, it, it could exist. The Ben Bartsch takes a step. and, in his third year, starts to become that dude that is like a find in the draft. Now, he's plenty big, he's plenty strong, and uh, I think he absolutely has a little bit of a chance to actually do that and become that good. The last one I want to mention is another skill position player, but he's not a young guy. He's not a guy who hasn't proven anything. He's a guy who actually has pretty good stats, who I think because of the situation that this team was asked to do too much last year. And that is Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones senior. I think Marvin Jones is going to be placed back in a role that he should have been in when he got here. You ask Marvin Jones to basically come in here and be a number one receiver, especially once DJ chart got hurt. Well, Marvin Jones to me can still be a very good floor lifter in the room in terms of leadership and be that guy on third down that, can find that window. And there's something to be said about a veteran like that. He can find that window, find that opening, find that little gap in coverage, and be a safety valve for Trevor Lawrence while everybody's keying in on everybody else, all the little fast pieces. Well, now you get a guy who may not run as well as he used to run, but guess what he is? He's a veteran who's caught passes. He is what we've all referred to at times. I know I've always referred to guys like this as professional pass catchers, just a professional assassin, a guy who's been – in NFL huddles been in big games knows how to get open knows how to find the gaps and can be that guy that Trevor Lawrence can count on when things get rough so look for the guys that I just mentioned to be uh candidates for some of the quote-unquote others others are guys like Jordan Smith who can be that third or fourth pass rusher he can be what Dewan Smoot was seems like Dewan Smoot's been that his entire career he's just been the guy who he wasn't yon and he wasn't uh Klayas and he wasn't uh, one of the starters but what he was was a guy that in a pinch when you need him all of a sudden he gets a sack because he's a good player and opportunity and preparation is, is opportunity of preparation that's what luck is is when they kind of meet at an intersection so he's a good player who's always been prepared and taking advantage of every opportunity that he's ever had maybe Jordan Smith could grow into that too and be that guy to sort of and I brought this up before We've had guys like this in the past that did not start but we had names for him. Joe Smingy had a whole chant. Joe Smingy, he had a whole chant in the in that stadium. Another young guy who's a plus guy. A plus guy for you sort of the way Josh Wet was for Philly until he got his big deal last year when he started really really coming on. Sort of like, you know, guys like that, uh, you know, who for other teams have been guys who stepped up. Arden Key was that guy last year for the 49ers, and now he is on the Jaguars team. He's a guy who's probably going to give you 25 or 30 snaps at multiple positions. But I do think in these tough games, especially when they're going back and forth, where if you're trying to get to that next level, sometimes your pass rushers get gassed the way that our 2017 did against New England in the fourth quarter. Well, what if you had another guy that you had in development who was a fourth-round pick who's like 6'6", 260 pounds, who can come off that corner and make – some noise and raise a little bit of hell it's a plus plus situation if he does but i actually do think that george smith is a candidate to be able to do it so if some of these things happen or all of these things happen you'll start to see the jaguars really really start creeping up in the standings, and there'll be a team that'll get an identity eventually and there'll be someone for you guys to reckon with reckon with this the locked on nfl podcast that i also host on wednesdays but it's on monday through friday it's also free on youtube it's free everywhere on all platforms wherever you get your uh podcast make sure you hit uh, the like and subscribe button and tune into the locked on nfl podcast because we talk about a broad spectrum of things and i don't hold back on bringing up the jaguars on those shows because i think it's extremely important that the whole country knows about the way that we feel about the jaguars so Uh, They can hear it here from our mouths first. And I say our because this is me talking, but I'm talking for and to and about us through the lens of the citizens and the fans of Jacksonville. So make sure you tune into that. Tune in here tomorrow as well as we continue to look back at some of the things that we saw from training camp. And we're going to talk DBs tomorrow. We're going to talk defensive backs tomorrow and how the depth of that unit. Is, is shaping up, and if the Jaguars actually did enough, if they actually did enough in the offseason to make that unit what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be here with me every day, and I'm glad you joined me here, making us your first listen. Make sure you take care of each other, and tune back in tomorrow here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I'm Tony Wiggins.